This is the FM Gold Channel of All India Radio. In the weekly program Money Talk, now we bring you a discussion on Indian market and e-commerce. The participants are AK Bhattacharya, economic analyst and Ruchika Chitravanchi, journalist. I'm pretty sure most of you those who are listening to this program today in the last 24 hours many of you might have booked an Uber or an Ola you might have ordered food on Zomato or maybe you ordered your groceries on some online platform it is hard to think of our lives without e-commerce today that's the subject of our discussion it's courtesy consumers like you and I that the size of e-commerce market today is estimated at more than 38 billion dollars AKB, do you think this has become some sort of a giant that needs to be tamed because government has been mulling an e-commerce policy for over a year now but hasn't been able to really finalize one? I don't think it would be uh, proper to frame the debate in terms of taming this industry because this industry has actually grown and risen on the strength of its inherent ability to create uh, new areas of opportunities it has used technology in a very efficient and effective way it has given value to consumers so it has grown and of course like any technology which is disruptive uh, it has disrupted the traditional businesses the demand for taming it has by and large come from the incumbent industries for example in e-commerce it is the existing the physical retail sector has come up against e-commerce it is the physical food chain which has come up against the e-commerce those platforms which are offering food it is the traditional taxi operators who are upset over uber and ola so i see this as any competition that we have seen in the past whenever technology has made its contribution yes of course there needs need for policy because the e-commerce players also need to know what are the areas in which they can operate and how they can operate so we need a policy but not to tame it but to ensure that the consumer interest is promoted and the players don't exploit a situation what kind of policy what are the areas that this policy could address so e-commerce can thrive in a healthy manner for example the first important issue is that in e-commerce foreign direct investment because many of the players are coming from foreign countries and they are investing for example uber is a foreign entity and uh, similarly there are amazon is a foreign company so what kind of foreign investment policy should one allow in the case of e-commerce now as we know that e-commerce has got no fdi restrictions as long as you come in and set up an india outfit the problem arises is that when a e-commerce unit comes in and uses its financial muscle to act as an aggregator where it can have the malefic effects of kind of a monopoly situation so we have seen in the past some e-commerce policies that have come in to say that if you are an aggregator if you are an e-commerce player then you should not be seen as doing business through your own outfits in other words if you are amazon then you should not allow any of your companies in which you have a stake to do business through your platform so this is to make sure that an e-commerce platform remains neutral to a large number of other retail sellers to who want to use that e-commerce platform 
through that e-commerce entity. But uh, what do you think of e-commerce as a subject itself? Because we are talking about about retail, and most of the opposition has come from offline retailers. But e-commerce is so much wider than that. The e-commerce is probably is not liked by those players who represent the physical retail trade. But uh, please remember that every big physical retail chain in this country also is exploring its own e-commerce options because that is what technology is all about. Technology is quite agnostic about who wants to use it, whether it is a retail chain in India which wants to use the same technology as Amazon is using it. So therefore, I think from a consumer point of view, we should allow the e-commerce companies to operate as either aggregator or as direct sellers, as many companies are. For example, there is there's an e-commerce company, which is an outfit, which is both physical format as well as electronic format. So I think to argue that e-commerce should be treated separately is something to which can lead to punishing technology. We should encourage technology to explore itself and uh, the consumer must benefit from the use of technology. Because that is the future and you cannot be yeah, left behind by simply complaining about it. Yeah, imagine the gig economy as we call them, yes. you know, that the kind of the driver's jobs that Uber and Ola in this country have created. Urban uh, clap, for instance. Urban clap, for instance. You know? So it is actually connecting a large number of unorganized sector professionals, workers to their markets. So I don't think we should be influenced by the existing incumbents like the physical retail giants or chains. On the contrary, we should encourage them to use technology and allow their entry into the technology space as freely and as smoothly as possible. So one of the big issues that even the government is seeing how they can address it, like uh, Competition Commission of India has also raised, is the issue of deep discounting. That's the biggest grouse. What do you think about that? Well, I think the policy should uh, not be any different on deep discount as it exists in other physical forms. Now, what is a fear when there are deep discounts? The fear is that uh, a player that offers deep discounts is actually securing or cornering the share of the market much more than what a rival competitor can actually do without that discounts. And the fear is that once the discount offerer is gets the market share, he actually become a large player to act as a monopolist and later on he does recover the cost that is incurred by giving the deep discount. So the first three years, he gives deep discounts. At his own expense. At his own expense. He takes that as investment. And then after three years, when he expands the market to such an extent that there is no competition, he recovers that loss. And that is where the injury takes place to the consumer. So therefore, it is a competition commission which must see that at what point deep discounts lead to extinction of competition and at what point deep discounts is actually leading to a better price discovery for the same product, the same service. As long as it is not killing competition, I think a policy of deep discount is a good force in any marketplace. Is it a wrong business model? No, I don't think so. I think every player in any trade must be allowed to enter 
I mean, you take the telecom space, which is also is not e-commerce, but the same way a new company comes and offers an incentive. The government or the regulator must make sure that the entrant who comes does not create a situation in which he corners the market to a point where he extinguishes competition so that three years later or two years later, he becomes the monopoly player and therefore the consumer interest is heard. Ultimately, it is the consumer interest which should determine whether a deep discount policy is good or bad for market growth. So in the beginning, you said that there needs to be some policy for FDI and other issues that you raised. In a recent study, CCI, Competition Commission, has batted for self-regulation of the sector, which sounds like a good idea. What do you think of uh, self-regulation? I don't know whether self-regulation in a sector like e-commerce will be as effective as uh, in other sectors like uh, we talk about in the media or even in, among NGOs. I personally feel that if it is in a commercial space, there is need for a regulator and the regulator should be independent, the regulator should be free from government influence and the regulator should be guided by a policy which is framed by a sovereign government. So government should frame a policy, it should lay it out in the open and that policy should be implemented and enforced by the regulator. A self-regulation is probably you know, it presupposes that corporate players with commercial interest in mind will always function or operate in a manner which is in the enlightened self-interest of everybody. I don't know whether self-regulatory environment is the right approach to e-commerce. So another thing that in e-commerce sector when we talk about is how offline retailers are not able to make use of these platforms. What can the government do to enable their transition and why should they not be there instead of complaining against the e-commerce players? I think what is happening right now is that Technology alone is not a problem. Technology can be accessed by you and me, but the problem arises when technology comes along with financial power. The real problem that you see in India right now that the protest is coming from those segments which are worried that global giants with huge financial power are coming with the aid of technology and cornering market share. So therefore, you need a policy by which you ensure that dominance does not reach a point which is harmful for either competition or for the consumers. But at the same time, there should be a constant encouragement of existing offline or physical retailers to embrace technology and create a policy environment in the domestic economy by which financing is made easily available to those who want to get into the space. If there is any support that is needed, you don't need that support to come by curbing the technology players or the foreign players, but the support must come by enabling the domestic retail players to, with some financial help or some financing help through some agencies or create some banks, institutions, which can actually provide help to those offline traders who want to get into the technology space. One issue that government was also grappling with is the data that we provide to these e-commerce companies when we do the transaction. And what do they do with that data, that it shouldn't leave the country, etc.? How much of that is an integral part of an e-commerce policy? I think it's a very integral part. The government is uh, naturally worried about whether that data should be inaccessible for 
the Indian regulators, an approach which can be adopted for the data policy would be that as long as the e-commerce players are allowing access to that data for to the domestic regulators, whether they keep the original data in their country of origin or whether they replicate the data in the market where they operate, that is a matter of detail. But as long as that data can be accessed by the domestic regulators, because what happens when an Indian consumer has a grievance against a foreign player and the regulator comes in and wants to settle the dispute, it should have access to that data. It should not be a case where the, the foreign company says, I'm sorry, you cannot access my data because the law or the policy doesn't allow that. So therefore, access to data for the Indian government and the regulator is a must. And for that, a mirroring of the data of the global giants in India is a way out. Most of the discussion that we have on e-commerce at policy level and at CCI level is based on the retail sector. Should e-commerce be defined as just confined to retail of goods and services or should it be? I think e-commerce is any kind of trading activity where technology is playing a role. It could be in the case of retail aggregators. It could be in the space of food delivery. Travel, for instance. It could be travel. Indeed, there are companies which are now offering a hotel reservation which is completely gone e-commerce. Now, there are companies that are offering you choices among different hotels, but the hotels themselves are now becoming themselves e-commerce players as far as hotel space is concerned. Indeed, there are companies that became a kind of a technology-based aggregator in the hotel business, and they have moved towards holding physical properties. There is a company, Oyo, which was started with as an electronic aggregator on the hotel space, but it has begun acquiring assets on its own. So I think the movement is happening both ways. E-commerce is getting into physical and physical is getting into e-commerce. The good thing about is that as long as competition stays intact, as long as price discovery is possible, as long as consumer benefits and as long as economic activity gets a boost, I don't think we should really quarrel about the rise and growth of e-commerce. Thank you so much, Ekipa, for joining. You were listening to a discussion on Indian market and e-commerce. The participants were A.K. Bhattacharya, economic analyst, and Ruchika Chitravanchi, journalist. This program was produced and presented by the News Services Division of All India Radio. This program is available on our website, newsonair.com. You may email your opinion about this program at airnsgtalks at gmail.com. You can also follow us on the News on AIR app for updates. 